I want to preach a message tonight entitled, Unto Us a Child is Born. And I believe during the next couple of weeks we're going to unpack this uh, text, but I want to uh, do a series called Unto Us a Child is Born uh, out of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And uh, I want us to turn our attention to this verse for the next couple of weeks because in this series I want to bring to our minds uh, the true meanings of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? That you know what, we can come to church and during this season we can go to the shopping centers, we can go to the malls, we can hear all the amazing uh, Christmas carols. I love Christmas carols. You know, we can uh, go into the shops and see all the beautiful trees. I love Christmas trees. We ought to celebrate Christmas and have our trees up. We ought to celebrate and have some nice lights up on the trees. I love Christmas. But I love the fact that Christmas is all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus Christ. So as we turn to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it shows us who he is that Isaiah is prophesying who is to come. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the one and only Jesus Christ who was to come into the world. So if you're making note tonight, let's consider wonderful. Let's consider this wonderful meaning of Christmas. Let's understand this word or this name given to Jesus Christ. And for us to understand how wonderful, we need to understand the context of what's taking place in the story. If you were to take uh, a stroll back into the previous chapters, back into Isaiah chapter 8 verse 22, the words say this, then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. And they will be thrust into utter darkness. Isaiah is, is speaking of the current state that, you know what, is to come. There's going to be this very dark moment in the world. There's going to be some dark, distressing times. There's going to be some uh, crazy things that are going to be happening. And he speaks of this big bully. There's this, uh, you know what, this army that is coming against the people and the world, and it's the Assyrians. And he's saying, you know what, these Assyrians are there to, to entrap us and to keep us in slavery. But then the mood sort of changes a bit. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, he says, the people were walking in darkness. They've seen a light that has dawned. I mean, when you wake up in the morning and it's, you hear the birds chirping and the light begins to shine. And all of a sudden, here, Isaiah is saying, the people that are walking in darkness, darkness, all of a sudden, there's this new light that's shining. There's this new light that has dawned. And so it begs to ask the question, what's happening? What's taking place? What's the difference? It's right here, unto us, a child is born. Unto us. A son is given and God's answer to the people was not to bring in another big bad bully. No, no, no. It was but a birth of a child. Jesus Christ, this Savior was to be born. And I'm thinking about this text and I'm thinking, Lord, what do you want us to, to preach on? And I'm thinking, Lord, what do you want us to have minister to our congregation? And he's saying, look, this is the season. This is the time where you need to tell them about the real meaning of Christmas. It's about Jesus Christ. 
Amen. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about the presence under the tree. But it's about this wonderful gift that was given to you and I. That in the midst of darkness, that in the midst of your turmoil, there is a son, there is a child that is born and his name is Wonderful Counselor. Hallelujah. Wonderful Counselor. God's answer was to send a birth, send a child to be born into the world. I mean, the word wonderful, it comes from the Hebrew word Pele. I mean, if you're a soccer player, you know Pele. He's the famous soccer player. And so the word uh, wonderful is Pele. It's used in Psalms chapter 78, verse 12. Listen to this. God did wonders in the sight of the fathers in the land of Egypt. Wonderful. He's doing wonders. It means that God is a miracle worker. He works marvelous miracles, wonderful things that are almost beyond our understanding and certainly beyond human ability. Wonderful God. He's the God that does wonderful, amazing things. He is the miracle worker. Amen. Jesus Christ, the one that is able to do a miracle on your life. A miracle in your situation. Although it may seem dark right now, listen, there is hope for your life. There is hope for your time of need because it is found in Jesus. Judges chapter 13 uses the word Pele as well. It says, and the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. I mean, this is talking about God. Judges 13 verse 18 saying, you know what? Why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. Right there, it means incomprehensible. It means beyond understanding. And it, you know what, brings my attention to how wonderful Jesus is. I mean, you got to stop and think for a moment. This wonderful counselor, this wonderful God, Jesus Christ. Let's turn our gaze upon him tonight because there's so many wonderful things. There's so many wonderful things that happened. When Jesus was born. I mean, think about his birth. Here they think, oh yeah, he's going to be born in the kingdom. Beautiful array of gold and silver. They were going to crown this baby, but yet, no, no, no. Where was he born? In a manger. In a stable. In all the places you'd want a king to be born, God goes, that's the place. In all places where, you know what, there was no room. They came knocking on doors. Do you have any room? No, no, no. There's a stable. I mean, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who came to the earth, the one who exchanged the robes of pure white, the one who put on dirt, the one who left the splendor of heaven and yet came to the dirt of humanity, begins to be born in a virgin young girl. And he showed us how wonderful his power is wonderful. It is to heal. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Our God is wonderful. Jesus is a wonderful God that he seeks and he knows the things that people are dealing with. And he's so wonderful that he reaches out and he touches them and just with a touch, they're able to be healed. He's a wonderful God. He's so wonderful that even a centurion God came to Jesus and said, Jesus, just say the word and my servant will be healed. 
just said, because I know the authority that I have under people, over people, that you know what, if you can say the word Jesus, he can be healed. And Jesus said, let it be done. Just as you said, and he's turned, he says, man, I've never seen such faith in all of Israel. Jesus was moved and yet he cried out and said, it is done. You know what? He heals the man. He's a wonderful Jesus. He's a wonderful king. The Jesus that loves us so much that yet he wants to heal us from all disease. Jesus is so wonderful. He's wonderful in his teachings. Mark chapter 1 verse 22. Listen to this. They were astonished at his teaching. I mean, they were amazed. They were in awe of his teaching. I mean, they sat down and they were like, man, even the scribes and the Pharisees were like, man, where did this 12-year-old kid get all this information? They were amazed by his teaching. Mark chapter 1 verse 22, they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He's a wonderful Jesus. He's a wonderful God. He has a perfect life. I mean, listen to this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are without sin. He was perfect in all his ways. He's a wonderful God. And when I think about Jesus, and when I think about Christmas, everyone loves the baby. But not everyone loves the man. I mean, you think about that for a minute. Everybody loves the baby, but they crucified the man. And Jesus, I mean, the God of, of wonder, the God who did all miracles, the God who did nothing else but to love, the God who did nothing else but to reach out to the lost, the God of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, that looked out into the multitude and was moved with compassion. Jesus Christ, that he says, you know, all I see is sheep without a shepherd. Jesus Christ died on the cross. This wonderful king died on the cross, took your sin, took your shame, took your guilt, took everything on the cross. And he cried out and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What a message of the wonderful Savior. I mean, I love that message. God, forgive them. He's crying out from the cross through bloodstained tears. He's crying out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What a message. What a wonderful message that is yet echoing through generations and generation and generation. A message of forgiveness that says, I still love you. I still want you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you're going. Listen, Jesus' message is one of wonderful message that he loves us and he wants to forgive us. And the wonderful thing about that is that he rose again from the dead. I mean, that's just one of the most wonderful things I've, I love about Jesus. That that same resurrection power that the Bible says is able to now make us new. The resurrection power so that we can walk in the newness of life that Jesus gives. How wonderful is that? It's amazing. And let's talk about the counselor part because here is the second part of it. Counselor. Wonderful counselor i mean if you were to look at the world right now you look at the state of the world that it's in i mean everything from the people's mental state moral uh, state the relational state i mean it's totally utterly with this spiritual confusion that has infiltrated the world it's like i mean you you've had it said and you've said it before man the world is absolutely crazy amen i mean look around it's like insane and yet people will say listen you know what during this time follow your heart you know, people will say, listen, hey, you know what, just do whatever you want to do. Fulfill your dreams. And it's just, I mean, it's echoed on every corner of the globe. 
And so people, right? I mean, they're drawn towards so many so-called counselors. Dr. Phil, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, Pastor, I like that. <laughs> Pastor, oh, <laughs> I, I, watch, I watch Oprah. <laughs> Amen. And so we go to Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> we watch all these shows and it's like, you know what? Oh, yeah, maybe they have some opinion on life. Maybe they have some good things to maybe teach us. And we get all our information from this so-called counselors and these entertainers that push their opinions and we're like oh listen you know what john legend said this i'm gonna live like that oh yeah jerry springer <laughs> this guy said jerry springer you know we live on what we see on tv and we get our counsel from that but god had a answer for a broken world and it wasn't through oprah winfrey it wasn't through ellen or it wasn't through dr phil it was through jesus christ Counsel. I mean, it speaks of this perfect wisdom that enables a king to make right decisions in leading people. That's what a counselor refers to. It refers to this perfect understanding of the will of God, knowing exactly what is right and what God's purposes are. I mean, the kings in Bible times, they needed a team of counselors advising them about different aspects of the kingdom. And these counselors were actually war strategists. They were in place to help the king and, and counsel the king in everything that they do in terms of the warfare of the kingdom. And so here it is, the wonderful counselor. Isaiah's prophecy has no need of a team of advisors. He's able in himself, God, Jesus Christ, he's able in himself to know what is right and to make right decisions without resort to a second opinion. He is a wonderful counselor. And Isaiah uses the word again in chapter 28 of 29, verse 29. Then this also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. I mean, Jesus, he's a wonderful counselor. I don't know what you're going through right now. You might be lost without direction or purpose. Listen, there is hope that there is a counselor that is able through his word to lead you, to guide you to allow and speak into your situation the word of heaven i mean jesus even said it himself man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god that word proceeds is talking about this active uh, that has been sent forth for your specific situation god is able to give you wise counsel for your time of need colossians 2 verse 3 in him whom are hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge i mean god jesus christ is able to give us counsel psalms 139 verses 1 through to 2 oh lord you've searched me and you've known me you know my sitting down and my rising up your understanding you understand my thoughts afar off i mean here it is god's he, he knows us he searched us he knows exactly our rising and our sitting up and he knows, he understands our thoughts. You might be here tonight, be like, man, you know what? No one understands me. You might be here tonight, be like, you know what? Uh, you know what? I've got a boyfriend, I've got a girlfriend, I've got this, but no one understands what I'm going through. Listen, God knows. Jesus knows exactly what you're going through, and he offers hope through guidance. And this is what Isaiah is saying. And listen, for this Christmas, let us be reminded of the wonderful counselor. Let us be reminded of the one who had been set down to earth, not only to take our sins, but to give us guidance. 
to give us a hope that, you know what, we're not alone, that he is able to lead us, direct us, and guide us. Amen. This Christmas, let's be reminded that unto us a child is born. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just a simple message tonight. He is the wonderful counselor. I asked a pastor at conference, at a Bible conference one time, and he's quite old in his age. And I said, How's, how do you keep going? How do you keep the fire going? And how do you keep you know, a fresh, vibrant Christianity in your preaching and your teaching and everything that you do? And he told me, he said, Bobby, never lose the wonder. Never lose the wonder. And I'm thinking about this message, you know, the wonderful counselor. And I think about what he said, never lose the wonder. Let it be so for you and I as believers and as Christians. Let us not lose sight of the wonder of Jesus Christ. Let us not lose sight of the wonderful grace that was given and offered. Let us never lose sight of the wonderful counselor. Unto us a child is born. He was born for a purpose. He was born for you and I to live a life without sin so he can take your sin and my sin and to die upon the cross so that we can be forgiven. He already knew he had a plan. That's why he's the wonderful counselor. And maybe you're here tonight and your heart's not right with the Lord. You're here tonight, I want to give you an invitation. An invitation that we give every single service because God knows our hearts. You're here tonight. I want to ask you the question. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? Where will you spend eternity if you were to pass from this life into eternity? Is it heaven or hell? What's your spiritual address? The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. Where will you spend eternity? Jesus says to true believers, Jesus says to those who have been saved, who have been born again, He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But then He says to another category of people who haven't accepted Jesus, who haven't uh, given their lives to Christ, and He says to these people, He says, depart from me. I never knew you. Those who practice lawlessness, you who practice lawlessness. You know, you can come to church, you can sing the songs, you can even have a nice outward appearance of a Christian. You could say, oh yes, I know Jesus. Brother, sister, let me spin that question. Does he know you? Does Jesus know you? Will he say, well done, good and faithful servant, or will he say to you, depart from me, I never knew you. Amen. This separates all religions. It's not about going to church. It's not about coming to church on Sunday mornings and, oh, yes, sweet, I'm going to church. Listen, friend, when all's said and done, are you right with your God? Are you right with the Savior of the world? Are you right with Jesus Christ if you were to die tonight? And you're here tonight and you know your heart's not right with God. You know you would make heaven your home. I want you to do one simple thing and just raise your hand with my and say, yes, that's me, my hand. My heart's not right with God. Pray for me. Listen, I count it a privilege and honor to pray for you. Would you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. No one's looking around. Every head's bowed and every eye's closed. You be honest. This is just between you and God. You say, you know what, brother? That's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right. 
God is speaking to you tonight. He sees your brokenness. He sees what you're going through. He wants to save your soul. He wants to give you a new life. But you got to respond to His grace. you got to respond to forgiveness that is offered right now. Raise your hand with mine and say, yes, preacher, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not born again. Here's my hand. I want to be saved. Lift your hand tonight and say, yes, that's me. Maybe you're here, you know, uh, you're backslid in your heart. You once had a relationship with Jesus. You're away from God. You, you're just like the prodigal son. You've ran away from the father's house. But you realize, you know, you're away from God. You lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. I used to be a Christian. I used to go to church. I used to do all these things. But yes, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you, raise your hand as well and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes. That's me. This might be your last message. This might be the last call you'll ever receive. Lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. There's no accidents here. God doesn't, you know what, say, oh, this is what an accident that you came to church. No, this is not an accident. This is a divine appointment that you're here tonight. God wants to reach out to your heart to save you right now while you have a breathing chance. Lift your hand at mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. You raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I know if I was to die, I wouldn't make heaven my home. If that's you, raise your hand. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else want to join us on his heart? You say, yes, that's me. Raise your hand. Thank you, brother. I see that hand. Anyone else? You be honest. This is just between you and God. Raise your hand with this honest brother. Say, yes, that's me. God bless you. God bless. Amen. My brother who raised your hand, won't you come? Come. Brother Henry, if you could please pray for me. Brother, come. You just pray right here, brother. God bless you. Thanks for being honest. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Won't you come out to see it as well and join these honest heart right now? Amen. Brother Henry, we'll pray for you. Amen. Church, turning your attention tonight to the Savior. Unto us a child is born. Have you lost the wonder of Christmas? Have you lost the wonder of Jesus? Wonderful.